Talent Talk Tuesdays is all about harnessing your God-given talents to live with greater clarity, purpose, and joy. You are wonderfully made, my friends. May all we do be for God's glory. Hello and welcome. I'm Lisa Maladnik, your host, and today on Talent Talk Tuesdays, I'll be discussing part two of a 10-part series based on my free ebook, which you can download at my website, called 10 Ways Your Talents Can Transform Your Life. Last week in episode 32, I talked about having a greater love for God. Well, the second way your talents can transform your life is by igniting greater freedom. Now, I told some true freedom stories earlier in the season with the permission of my clients. So check out episodes two, three, four, and five for true freedom stories. These are all based on talent development. Okay, so the essential idea here today is that each member of the body of Christ has a role to play. We've all heard this, right? And understanding that role through the gifts we've been given sets us free to embrace our truest gifts and callings and live with greater purpose, enthusiasm, and joy. Now, you know I love Clifton Strengths. It's a profoundly useful way to find access points into the uniqueness of God's design in each of us. But last week I also mentioned an assessment called APEST, and I'd like to highlight it a little bit today. The APEST, A-P-E-S-T, assessment is based on St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, where he names the fivefold ministry giftings. I'm going to read from it in a moment. And those are some ways that God intends us to uniquely build up the body of Christ. But St. Paul also says that these gifts set us free to live in authenticity and stability. And as I read it aloud, listen for the sacredness of the maturity these gifts have the power to offer us. Okay, so the gifts themselves have this power to offer us growth and maturity to become more and more like Christ. So to begin with, St. Paul references the death and resurrection of Christ and his holy purposes for us together. Again, these are in chapter 4 of St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians and their verses 10 through 16. Here we go. The one who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave some as apostles, others as prophets, others as evangelists, others as pastors and teachers, to equip the holy ones for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of faith and knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood, to the extent of the full stature of Christ, so that we may no longer be infants tossed by waves and swept along by every wind of teaching arising from human trickery, from their cunning in the interests of deceitful scheming. Rather, living the truth in love, we should grow in every way into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, with the proper functioning of each part, brings about the body's growth and builds itself up in love. Again, that's St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, and that's uh, verses, uh, sorry, chapter 4 and verses 10 to 16. But do you hear the fruits of God's design of each of the members of the body of Christ? What we're really talking about here is each person's baptismal identity as a child of God, but in a more particular way, in the sense of their unique and individual call to holiness, which completes the body of Christ and helps the church fulfill its mission. 
Another way to think about this or talk about it is by using the term personal vocation. According to St. John Paul the Great, personal vocation is, quote, the singular, unique, and unrepeatable grace by which each Christian in the community of the people of God builds up the body of Christ. Hear the necessity of your individual mission for the health of the church, and by extension, society. Your gifts are powerful. They help strengthen the whole body. The church cannot fully thrive if you do not thrive. And as I said in my ebook, 10 Ways Your Talents Can Transform Your Life, knowing that God poured his design into you with great love and that he intended for you to be gifted with your particular capabilities at this time in history, in this season of your life, with these people and problems, gives you the freedom to act on those gifts every day as you clarify a greater vision for your life and as you live out your greater purpose with gusto. That's freedom. Knowing your God-given design and purpose and living in those holy gifts, <laughs> that I can't imagine anything more free. So I hope you'll take away from today's reflection that every single person created by God was made for a purpose, each with a unique set of giftings and a particular calling. So when the Catechism of the Catholic Church in paragraph 2220, uh, sorry, 2275 calls our souls unique and unrepeatable, it should evoke for every believer the infinite tenderness and creativity of God that caused him to love you into existence. So you could live a life that no one on earth has ever been called to live before. There isn't has, and has never been anyone just like you or me, ever, and never will be again. Unique and unrepeatable. There's a great Catholic book on this topic uh, by Luke Burgess and my friend at Franciscan University, the great Dr. Joshua Miller. He and Luke Burgess are the co-founders of the Inscape Center for Personal Vocation. It's a wonderful apostolate and their fantastic book. It's called Unrepeatable, Cultivating the Unique Calling of Every Person. I highly recommend it. So this bears repeating. Knowing your gifts sets you free to live with God's purpose for your life. And listen, I'm in my 60s and still discovering God's unfolding plan for my gifts. This is constant discernment. So if you're no longer young and you think it's too late, refer to Romans 11:29. For the gifts and the call of God are irrevocable. Your gifts can never be taken away from you. They can be unrecognized, neglected, postponed, wounded, used poorly, sure, all of those things, but they are always discoverable and redeemable and able to be nurtured and developed to be used lovingly for God's glory right now in this season of your life. Here and now your gifts are intended for his glory and your fulfillment. Knowing how you are gifted confirms those deep holy desires and dreams that God has placed in your heart, and those holy desires are rooted in gifts that have the capacity to grow strong very rapidly and help you fulfill your mission. And they can be directed toward the good, the true, and the beautiful, and come fully to life. Your awareness of your gifts sets you free in a sense, gives you permission, opens the door, to a true, authentic, and rewarding life like no other, and for such a time as this. Here's another important point. 
Because so many people of faith are spread incredibly thin serving others. Their service is a very good thing, but too many of us try to do it all. But understand that your gifts help to reveal who you are and who you are not. I see my clients become re-energized when they grasp this, when they make space for their talents and their underlying needs, because they start to feel what living in their gifts can do for them and for the people they are called to serve, and knowing what they are not called to do sets them, sets them free to stop doing the wrong good thing. Think about that for a moment, the work that others are called to do. The late, great Stephen Covey famously said, the enemy of the best is often the good. And good people are exhausting themselves trying to do it all. You know the things. They should be done. They are worthy things. But they drain you. They make you feel unmotivated and stressed. But they are ways of being and doing that are just right for someone else. It's their joy, their calling and your dead end. <laughs> so letting there be space to rest where once there was burnout, make space for someone else to enjoy and thrive in doing the things that you are not called to do. And that, my friends, is another kind of holy freedom. At root, it's having the humility to lay down what is not your calling and make way for someone else to thrive and learn and grow in their gifts. It's a new way of thinking about the word supernatural. At our best, we are being super natural <laughs> because we're fo focused primarily on being the best you or me, you know, not somebody else, uh, not your high achieving sibling or, you know, the, the favorite in the family or whoever that person is that you think you should be, maybe that you've been compared to all your life or that you see on social media that looks like they have it all together. You are supposed to be the unrepeatable person God has designed you to be, supernatural. And as a result, you become energized, magnanimous, and ready to serve. It is a kind of humble joy that comes from living in our talents and really being in your own swim lane, really knowing what it is that you're called to do, of giving your yes to God and not living someone else's life. I hope that makes sense. So let's review. You are, first of all, purposed in your design. And discovering that design leads to the freedom to live with purpose, to live for God's glory, to live with gusto. It's really that simple. Easy? No, <laughs> but not hard to understand. Next week, I'll be talking about how your gifts can unleash a beautiful and holy confidence in you. And just like last week, I'm going to leave you with some questions to ponder. Here we go. Since you can be certain that God has specially gifted you in some way, Take some time this week to pray and ask God to bring to mind the gifts that give you the greatest sense of freedom. Explore this question by answering these follow-up questions. What comes naturally for you? What makes the time pass rapidly? What do people tell you you're good at? What unlocks your joy? What can't you wait to do again? <laughs> and really notice what gifts are coming to mind. Take some time with this. And maybe even pause this recording and do a little journaling and then answer this question as a follow-up. If you could be absolutely assured of success, what would you do with your life? Be bold. Invite Jesus to help you hold this question in your heart. It's completely private, right? Nobody's going to laugh. Take it to the Lord. 
and ask him to give you the courage to glimpse a new vision for your own authentic freedom. And then, if you can, share your thoughts with someone you trust. And you can even email me. I'd be happy to hear what you've discovered. That would be so cool, and I'd be praying for you. So remember, you are wonderfully made, my friend. I'm praying for you. Please pray for me, too. God bless you.